सम हैव परफेक्ट विजन सम आर बेटर दे आर सीयर्स दे कैन सी थिंग्स दैट ऑर्डिनरी मॉडल्स कैन नॉट सम आर इवन बेटर दे आर सेजेस दे कैन फॉर द फ्यूचर दैट इज बियॉन्ड द ग्रेस्प ऑफ एवरेज पीपल लेट मी रिपोर्ट वॉट आई सी अराउंड मी एंड यू कैन कंपेयर इट विथ वॉट यू सी अराउंड यू इन अ बिग सिटी लाइक चेन्नई एवरीथिंग इज ओपन देन एवरीथिंग इज सडनली क्लोज्ड इट इज अ बीवल्डरिंग स्विंग बिटवीन लॉकडाउन एंड अनलॉकडाउन नो वन नोज वॉट विल बी ओपन और क्लोज्ड और वेन द रिच एंड द अपर मिडल क्लास स्टे होम फॉलिंग बैक अपॉन देयर वेल्थ और सेविंग्स and praying that the nightmare will go away by nobody knows when the lower middle class play hide and seek with their workplaces venture out only if absolutely necessary and return quickly to their homes the prevailing emotion is fear it is the poor especially the shopkeeper the self employed auto or taxi driver and the tradesmen like carpenter plumber or electrician who perforce must try their luck go out in search of work and return home with earnings that are less than 50% of usual earnings the prevailing emotion is frustration the very poor are devastated they had migrated for work they have migrated back to their villages and the only two things that sustain them at the ration under the national food security scheme many state governments have made it free and maganrega work both initiatives of the upa government many however are still dependent upon the charity of ngos the prevailing emotions are disgust with the government and resignation to fate in small towns everything is open the bazaar the shops the service providers except in the bazaars for vegetables fruit meat and fish there are few customers for footwear clothing barber service etc agriculture shines rural india is completely open very few wear mask there has been a bountiful harvest the rabi crop has been procured the sowing season has started and there are happy faces people are buying essential items and staples but not beyond that packaged food item and diet and nutrition supplements are popular the rich farmer are buying tractors and agricultural equipment sale of two wheelers and small cars has picked up smartly the pent up demand for commercial vehicle has spurred cv sales but the relentless increase in petrol and diesel prices is a dampener supply chains are being restored though there are some bottlenecks like gst agriculture will do well in 2020 2021 doing well means at best 4% growth that will contribute 0.6% to overall gdp growth but gloom elsewhere everything else is surrounded by gloom and uncertainty msmes feel they have been abandoned by the government the finance minister promised rupees 3 lakh crore to 45 lakh msmes out of 10 crore msmes as a credit guarantee assuming and npa level of 10% that works out to rupees 30 lakh crore of lending only rupees 70000 crore have been sanctioned so far and only rupees 35000 crore have been disbursed thousands of msmes have closed down and lakhs of jobs have been lost maybe forever 
ट्रैवल टूरिज्म एयरलाइंस बस ट्रांसपोर्ट हॉस्पिटैलिटी होटल इंडस्ट्री कंज्यूमर ड्यूरेबल्स कंस्ट्रक्शन एक्सपोर्ट्स एट्सेट्रा आर लैंग्विशिंग मैनी ऑफ देम विल सफर यूज लॉसेस रनिंग इन टू करोर्स ऑफ रुपीज एंड सम वाइल फाइल फॉर बैंक रपसी मिलियंस ऑफ डायरेक्ट एंड इनडायरेक्ट जॉब्स विल पैरिश विद दी फील्ड बिजनेसिस मैनी कंपनीज हैव अनाउंसड डेप रिडक्शन एंड शार्प कट्स इन कैपिटल एक्सपेंडिचर डिमांड इज स्टिल एबिसमली लो हिटिंग दी मैन्युफैक्चरिंग एंड सर्विसेज सेक्टर वेरी हार्ड पीपल आर होल्डिंग कैश ईयर ऑन ईयर करेंसी इन सर्कुलेशन हैज राइजन फोर्टीन परसेंट दी रीजन्स आर टू वन फियर ऑफ कोविड इन्फेक्शन एंड दी कॉस्ट ऑफ हॉस्पिटलाइजेशन दी अदर इज दी लूमिंग थ्रेट टू चाइना बोथ कोविड फियर एंड चाइना थ्रेट विल ड्रैक इंडिया इन टू अ रिसेशन इन ट्वेंटी 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 वन दी फर्स्ट इन फोर्टी टू ईयर्स इट कुड बी अप टू फाइव परसेंट आर रिसेशन विल मीन मोर अनएम्प्लॉयमेंट एक्सेप्ट रूरल मोस्टली मैनुअल वर्क एंड फॉलोइंग इनकम्स वेजेस पर कैपिटल इनकम इज एक्सपेक्टेड टू फॉल बाई टेन टू ट्वेल्व परसेंट दी पीपल एट द मार्जिन ऑफ द पॉवर्टी लाइन जस्ट अब दी बॉटम थर्टी परसेंट विल बी पोस्ट इन टू पॉवर्टी स्टिल कॉन्ट्रैक्टिंग द मिनिस्ट्री ऑफ फाइनेंस सीज ग्रीन शूट्स इन वीट प्रोक्योरमेंट थ्री एटी टू एल एम टी खरीफ सोइंग थर्टीन पॉइंट थर्टीन मिलियन हेक्टर फर्टिलाइजर्स सेल्स एंड फॉरन एक्सचेंज रिजर्व US dollar 507 billion the rest are data about lower contraction in manufacturing and services though it has conceded that yoy growth is negative yoy manufacturing has contracted by 27.4% and services by 5.4% consumption of electricity by 12.5% consumption of petroleum products by 23.2% and consumption of coal by 4% Railway freight traffic is lower than last year. Different sectors of the economy have reported huge job losses. Almost done. The MOF predicts a V-shaped recovery, down 5% in 2021 and up 5% in 2021-22 may appear to be a recovery, but it is not. Only when total output GDP exceeds the total output of 2019-20 will that be considered a recovery and that may not happen until 2022-23 if the mof is so sanguine why does it not predict positive gdp growth in 2020-21 the mof dare not india's foreign relation and the course of history as examples show national interest is that which is based on the perception of the government of the day this article is written by c r garikan the prime minister narendra modi's public and undisguised reference to china's expansionism in his address to indian troops last week on july 3 in ladakh was so obvious that the chinese lost no time in rejecting the allegation as proof of china's non expansionist their spokesman denying the charge said that china had signed boundary agreements with all but two of its neighbors in a tweet the spokesperson said china has demarcated boundary with 12 of its 14 neighboring countries through peaceful negotiations 
turning land borders into bonds of friendly cooperation down memory lane mr modi's deliberate and no doubt well thought out speech does raise a question in one's mind did he realize china's expansionism only after what has happened in eastern ladakh in recent weeks or has he had such thoughts about china all along and decided to give expressions to them only now one can expect that mr modi must have had the measure of china's president xi jinping during his many meetings with him over the years the prime minister's talk of chinese expansionism reminded me of what mrs indira gandhi told me more than once during the time i served in her prime minister's office she said i can think of a time down the road in future when we might have normal peaceful relations with pakistan but never with china because china basically is an expansionist power she distrusted china as she did other countries including the soviet union she surely did not trust pakistan perhaps her basic approach in foreign policy was that in international relations there is no such things as trust us president ronald reagan talked of trust but verify mrs gandhi approached seemed to be verify and still not trust nehru china and kashmir jawaharlal nehru on the other hand had convinced himself that china will not attack india his defense minister vk krishna menon likely played a big part in inclining nehru towards his conviction regrettably none of his advisers cautioned him against this miscalculation most of them had no experience in foreign relations nehru was not guided by any ideological considerations yes he dreamed of india and him playing a big role on the world stage and believed that china could be a partner in that endeavor even the president government seems india acting as vishwaguru whatever his reasons there is no doubt that his china policy was hugely faulty it would be healthy for all of us admirers of nehru a rapidly dwindling tribe including the indian national congress party to acknowledge this but nehru did not commit any himalayan blunder in kashmir when a cease fire was called for in january 1949 it was not because he was pacifist by nature or that he trusted the united nations or any other countries to label pakistan as aggressor and persuaded to vacate the aggression by that time he had seen enough to british duplicity and america's leaving the lead on kashmir issue to the british the reality on the ground was that indian army was in no position to run over the whole of jammu and kashmir at that time this has been definitively and conclusively brought out by respected scholars as well as in the official history of the war published by the defense ministry several years later after thorough research and interviews with all the relevant players including senior most indian military officers at the time nor was nehru influenced by any ideological bias i do not know for a fact that he was a leftist i do know 
that he believed strongly that in foreign policy national interest was the only guiding principle in his response to a letter albert einstein wrote to him a few weeks before independence nehru described foreign policy as essentially selfish he was also clear in his mind that india's interest lay with the west india needed technology and the other assistance which he was convinced could be obtained only from america the soviets he believed were of no use in this matter it was only after the americans concluded the military agreement with pakistan and started giving it massive quantities of arms that nehru began looking to the soviet union the mistakes and even the blunder over china that he committed were caused by wrong assessments and not due to any ideological factors handling pakistan mrs gandhi has been similarly accused of being naive and too trusting when she allowed pakistan's 90000 prisoner of war to return to their countries without getting anything in return nobody is mentioning that she could have asked a quid pro quo should she have asked pakistan to vacate all the territory it had occupied in jammu and kashmir and for how long should she have kept the pow's in our countries until pakistan returned our territory again at shimla nobody could state with conviction if she really believed that pakistan's zulfiqar ali bhutto would live up to his commitment oral as it was to transform the ceasefire line into an international border and if bhutto did give such promise which pakistan denies and implemented it would the indian parliament have accepted it today's ruling party wants to reclaim by what means has not been clarified even excise chain from china it is nobody's idea that india could should give up it claims to pakistan occupied kashmir or excise chain the question is only about reiterating the claims publicly and in a charged atmosphere as they say all foreign policy is essentially domestic policy and this is true of all governments everywhere and all at all times the purpose in mentioning all of the above is not to exonerate any of the previous generation of leadership they must be held accountable for the mistakes or blunders they might have committed they acted in the prevailing circumstances as best as they could according to their perception of national interest after all national interest is that which the government of the day decides it is one government might conclude that the civil nuclear deal with the united states served india's national interest some other government ruled by some other party or even the same party but at another time and in different circumstances may think otherwise by the same token mr modi in the conduct of india's foreign policy surely does not allow any extraneous consideration to influence his thinking and is basing his approach by what he perceives as furthering our national interest history will pronounce its analysis in due course thank you this year has been a turning point in everyone's life all that i valued the human touch tangible connections programs engagements get together festivals and assemblies seem to have lost all meaning in fact i think i have grown up very fast as compared to any other generation of my age today 
more than ever i feel triggered flooded and overwhelmed by this situation the question that wells up in my mind is what happened to yesterday what will happen today how will i step into tomorrow my dreams have been replaced by stress anxiety and uncertainty this cry of help came from an adolescent in school who was unable to cope the coronavirus apocalypse has been devastating for adults but adolescents have been impacted by it in a much greater manner between the ages of 13 to 17 teens and tweens have increased developmental motivation that makes it hard to isolate them the hormonal changes during puberty combined with adolescent dynamics make them highly attuned to social status and peer groups caught in a vacuum at a time when they were all ready to launch themselves many teens are wading through complicated emotions they have had to adjust to online learning isolated from their friends and eliminate meaningful events from their calendars they mourn the loss of school groups sport and informal get togethers the ritual of going to class and hanging out with people who they have grown up with even if they have not been close friends seems over till now the majority of children were in a vacation mode but the reality of not going back to school has suddenly dawned upon them because the pandemic shows no signs of abatement levels of frustration nervousness and disconnection have become much greater a nostalgia of events pre march has become intense a lot of adolescents hope to get back so they can have a little time to officially close the book on their lives in school due to this pandemic children are afraid of venturing outside their homes suddenly their safety and security has been threatened and challenged from multiple angles the more common stressors that teens are facing are loved ones becoming ill non-stop pandemic news family economics with their parents losing jobs loss of traditional milestones in their school activities that are significant rites of passage fear of catching a flight visiting a grocery store or even going to a dentist all these have impacted their mental health adolescence is a state of major transition it's when they start finding their identity their sense of self from their peer group if at this crucial period they are caught up in processing a range of very intense emotions from fear and anger to sadness and grief the result can lead to a chronic anxiety disorder different teens are having different reactions for introverted adolescents the current situation is giving them a sense of calm or relief the extroverts whose energy is recharged by communication are devastated by the quarantine it is very important to be on the lookout for warning signs of depression which range from emotional changes feelings of despair and emptiness mental changes difficulty in focusing and thinking physical changes including eating habits weight and sleeping patterns it is imperative that we take very seriously actions of self harm or even words that may lead to it disorders have emerged affecting mood swings behavior and sleeping patterns due to the excessive use of technology this 24 hour rhythm has now become the new norm and has broken up the space between waking and sleep parents are trying to balance their own work and the remote learning schedules of their children trying to find ways to help them cope parents have to acknowledge the anxieties of the children 
and have an open and honest discussion about the struggles they are facing but with a level of reassurance adolescents watch adults for psychological cues if parents are calm the children in turn will be more confident of their well-being what may seem trivial to an adult may be very important to a teen or a teen dismissing or minimizing their feelings is not the best approach parents must show compassion and validate their concerns because they will not get the moments they are missing back the citation ceremonies farewells annual days school carnivals all of these make up the sights sounds feelings and fragrances of the growing up years it is their participation and reaction to these that will make them the adults of tomorrow schools and the homes have changed roles the online teaching model has to be embedded with an emotional compass more than anything else as mental health issues have already pinnacled and the domino effect is going to be felt across time social emotional learning will help children to cope and prevent arousal symptoms and strong negative emotions capsules of meditation yoga motivational conversation will help to deconstruct the conflict that children are facing identifying their areas of stress detachment and confusion should become an integral part of the teaching learning experience in the immediate now and forever we must stop worrying about the learning gaps but think about how our children will cope with anxiety uncertainty and change can our children breathe meditate relax experience tenderness trust and do they know if they have a self to find if what is being taught in school and at homes is not connected with the child's happiness survival and sanity then who is caring for our children murky vikas dubey case is a test that up government and police can ill afford to fail the case of vikas dubey the gangster who was arrested by the madhya pradesh police in ujjain on thursday nearly a week after eight policemen in his pursuit were killed in near kanpur exemplifies a crisis in uttar pradesh police at the time of his arrest dubey had at least 60 cases including murder to his name the july 3 ambush in his village raised several questions that have not been addressed including complaints by a deputy superintendent of police who was one of those killed the dsp had red flagged the conduct of an official who was now been suspended dubey evidently traveled three states even as the up police gunned down five of his accomplices the wanton short circuiting of the rule of law in ifr dubey seems part of the chilling encounter culture and the alleged complicities within the system the rot in the police force has its root in this non accountability encounter culture that celebrated by official dome and touted by many in the government as a major governance achievement the police needs to ensure that dubey has his day in court only a detailed trial investigation and prosecution will reveal what exactly led to the killing that night and the nature of the relationship between dubey and those whose job is to keep a close tab on him and his gang for the dubey case has all the markings of a disquieting nexus that involves politicians 
policemen and criminals bahubalis as criminals often associated with politicians are known in up and bihar have been an integral part of the political landscape in these state of decades chief minister yogi adityanath had promised a clean up of law and order in up when he came to power the crackdown on criminals however has also strengthened a culture of impunity and an apparent disdain of due process the disproportionate police response and the stamping down of all protests during the anti ca mobilization last year were part of the same pattern now the government will be watched on how it handles the dubey case the up police must know that in a society governed by the rule of law justice for the death of eight policemen is contingent on due process in the prosecution of those accused to ensure this and considering the scale and scope of the alleged crime and conspiracy including the possible involvement of officials it will be prudent for the government to entrust that probe to an independent and impartial agency the fate of the monsoon session of parliament usually held in the third week of july is still uncertain there is no official word yet on the when the house brought to an abrupt standstill by the covid-19 outbreak which cut short the budget session in march will reconvene the pandemic seems to have subdued even the parliamentary committees which carry on parliament's work of scrutiny of government's functioning in between sessions and form a crucial bridge between the parliamentary institution and the people ever since both house adjourned on march 23 the over 3 month long silence was broken only last week when the committee on welfare of other backward classes met and made recommendation to various ministries two parliamentary committee meetings are scheduled for today friday the apparent hesitation or reluctance of india's parliament to resume work amid the pandemic even as legislatures worldwide are designing innovative and hybrid modalities for doing so is taking a toll that may not be visible but it is there arguably adding an accountability and representation deficit to a serious and prolonged public health emergency since march 23 according to prs legislative research the central government has issued about 850 covid related notifications and 11 ordinances these range from international travel restriction to board exams do's and don'ts from prohibitions on exports of ventilators to mandating of the use of arogya setu many of the measures were needed but many have also sparked questions and controversy about the nature of government response to the pandemic its proportionality and its responsiveness to the anxieties and need of the most vulnerable including migrants it is also true that across the world even as they scramble to respond to a mostly unknown virus that does not yet have a cure governments have used the crisis to extend and enlarge their own powers impose stricter stricter even draconian laws restrict freedoms short circuit privacy concerns or simply resort to a technocratic solutionism that is not mindful enough of human cost and unintended consequences of policy responses it is all the most and more important therefore 
that spaces and forums for the scrutiny of executive decisions and for enforcing accountability remain alive and kicking especially in crisis india's parliament must meet sooner rather than later physically or virtually if the rules of procedure stand in its way parliament secretariat has flagged the confidentiality of virtual meetings as a concern they must be tweaked and the nic's technological prowess harnessed after all the prime minister and the other ministers of and high government officials continue to meet amid the pandemic the nation needs its parliament to get back to work to get back running